Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. This is Maya Tiwari. Today I speak to part two of grief. We have been wrong about grief. I delve into the grief of loss since loss is one of the most potent triggers beckoning grief to the fore. I have not included loss as one of the causal factors of grief. In my purview, the sense of loss is one of many symptoms of grief and not one of its primal causes. Loss is a powerful trigger to bid grief forward. So let us explore the sense of loss. When we lose loved ones, we naturally endure this sense, followed by an undetermined period of mourning. The sense of loss is always rooted in deep memories. The deeper the symptoms of feeling lost and grief the longer it takes to process this grief and restore her back to her abode in the shadows. During the period of loss, we are forced to dig deeper. The sense of loss is not only our connection or attachment to those we loved that have died or passed on, but this lossness has deeper roots. The more heart-wrenching the grief, the longer it takes to accept or process this sense of aloneness. The deeper the recess of the pileup in the unconscious, in our memory banks that date back generation after generation, where the unresolved grief resides. The postmortem of this pileup reveals oftentimes the loss of time that we feel or the loss of awareness in certain circumstance, the loss of momentum or direction in our lives, the loss of dreams and precious chances that we can never recover, losing those we love that we would not see again. These loved ones involuntarily bring us closer to the deepest state of loss. Feeling loss then evokes memories. We remember things we had forgotten from the pileup. What do I mean by pileup? Let me repeat. A pileup of life's unresolved memories can be remedied when we become aware of this dilemma. The content of life's pileup, hidden in the unconscious field, while not the same for everyone, bears a remarkable similarity in its nature. However different the circumstance or condition may be, this pileup harbors the pushing aside of unpleasant things from our past and present, 
This pileup consists of the main ingredients are hurt, harm, hate, rejection, violence, abuse, fear. What we may perceive as inherent weakness as well. So what is a pileup? A pileup is are the emotions, advents, stories, memories we have unwittingly garnered throughout our lives that are yet to be delved into, resolved, made clear, cleansed. Grief, our friend, discreetly abides in the shadows of our lives and await our recognition of these bundles stored within her storage. Pileups become potent forces we have pushed into the unconscious that get knotted inside of us until circumstance and condition awaken what we may feel is the monster. But once encountered, we can't fight the monster with bravado, courage or willpower. We can't fight the monster at all because in truth the monster is not a monster. It is none other than the truths we had refused to acknowledge or face that became festered detritus. The heart-wrenching pain I endured at the death of my beloved father some thirty-odd years ago foretold the depth of detritus I had hidden away. Although while mourning his loss, I could not see the content or implications of my long-gathered pileup. You see, grief is not the enemy to our resolve. The pileup is. And grief is the only friend that can walk us through it. At first, numbed from the loss, until it flowed into an ocean of tears for me. Each member of my family mourned in aloneness. I witnessed my mother's inconsolable pain, the pillar they had leaned on for more than a half a century, had been rudely destroyed in the fire of his cremation. My elder mother took to setting up an altar with his spiritual books and stayed cloistered for years. My birth mother keened and wailed in an ancient Tamilian dialect which she was never taught. He died at the Vedic auspicious time of the full moon in Guru Purnima. It was her birthday. I was fortunate to receive several transmissions from my father as he traveled through the eaters. I had come through my journey with ovarian cancer by then, he had helped me through this journey, and then it was backed by his death. He was instrumental in releasing me from the pain of attachment, stemming from my identification with him. In one of the many dreams, he appeared in his white pujari robes before the Agnihotra, a Hindu fire ritual. His back turned toward me. As the fire blazed, his robes turned into a saffron color. As he turned toward me, his face was not recognizable. He had transmogrified into another person. 
It was the face of His Holiness Swami Dayananda Saraswati, whom I was later to meet later in that year and who became my spiritual teacher. In another blurry sequential dream, my father appeared once more and asked me to release him. His words, you're holding me back from my journey, let me go. I watched him walk away into a clean cumulus of white clouds through an enormous set of pearly gates which closed behind him. I did not manifest him again for another 25 years. I loved my father and didn't realize that my attachment to him would retard his journey. So I released him. I continued the selfless prayer for his journey and asked to be shown the way he was gone. Symbolically, he pointed to the back end of Pilap. He knew there was ancestral work to be done. Later, I sensed the universe had appointed me to do the cleanup. My grief turned into a stamina to move forward with the work at hand. And in the years to follow, I returned time and time again to the motherland of India with my guru. At the river Ganges, I began to do the work to release centuries of angst and hurt and violence held within the memory field of my ancestors. And as you may know from my work in honoring ancestors, we ferry ancestral pile-up from generation to generation. With grief as my constant companion, I was finally able to sort through the hidden debris. It took 20 years to clean out my ancestral detritus, finally to regain my vast inner space. You see, pileups consume our inner space, where awareness, happiness and contentment live. The more this space shrinks, the less aware we become the more disembodied we become. We tend to live outside of our body, mind and spirit as if the squeezed in space had shrunk to the extent where it can no longer hold even our bodies. Regardless of our different destinies, healing depends entirely on the expanse of our inner spaciousness. Grief is your beneficent friend who lives in the shadow of your life's experience. It is only the profoundly difficult experiences that draw us closer to her. She comes to help us relieve our burdens by unlocking the portal to our stored pileup of misery. Thank you for listening and may peace be your journey.